You're inside the Players' Lounge with G. Scott. Sometimes I can put my foot down and say, hey, oh, You definitely got to put your foot enough down. Enough enough. You ask for honesty. <laughs> you, shall, you shall receive <laughs> Powered by Seahawks.com. The two of you are the odd couple of the defense. <laughs> one is Oscar. One is Felix. So I appreciate you for joining us. And and a slob. Damn. Damn. Yep. Hey, welcome into the Seahawks podcast. I'm your host, G. Scott. We're live at the VMAC in the Players' Lounge right now. Joining us for our first Seahawks podcast, Cliff Averill yo, and yo, Rich yo. Sherman. Fellas, what you know good? What's going on, man? How you doing? Oh, man, I'm just trying to see. Uh, Sherm, uh, I see you got your candy addiction going right now. <laughs> man, that, that's, that's your thing? I don't know about addiction, man. I don't, I don't eat it every day. You, you don't you don't you don't have those red vines in in, in on, the office on, over there? Come on now, stop spying on me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna talk about everything but football. You know, everybody, you guys can get bored talking about football. We can talk about how about we talk about a couple of relationship advice? Two men, that's Uh-oh. family men, and everything like that. What's the secret, fellas? Um, Uncle Cliff, I, I like to call you Uncle <laughs> Cliff because you got an old soul, man. Oh, you man. too young, but you just act. Like Uncle Cliff all the time. Got an old back too. <laughs> what's, man. The, what's the secret to a relationship, Uncle Cliff? Uh, just letting her win most battles. I think that's the biggest thing. Putting your pride aside and uh, allowing her to to win some a majority of the battles, even though you know she's wrong. Uh, allowing her to win and happy happy wife, happy life. I, I, I truly believe that. Now, Sharon, is that your philosophy as well? What, what, what do you got on, <laughs> on that topic, my man? I, I, I'd agree. If you're trying to have a good day, you don't, you don't stay out the way. <laughs> no, no, have well, a good day, stay out the way. Well, wait a minute. That's, wait, wait, wait. that's not the Sherm that I really know. Now, the Sherm that I know, I have never seen you back down from an argument. So you mean to tell me? You mean to tell me at home, Sherm, you, you let her win? Uh, the majority now. At times, I could put my foot down and say, hey, oh, "You definitely got to put your foot enough down." Enough, enough. <laughs> if I'm trying to, if I'm not trying to, trying to certain no, certain enough. If I'm trying to go to sleep, hey, baby, you won. You okay, <laughs> okay. So let's just say you're in a doghouse, right? And, and this would help. Let's just say you're in a doghouse, Sherm. What is your go-to for when you are in a doghouse and you're trying to get out of the doghouse? My go-to. What's your go? Everybody's got that go-to. Hmm. Oh, no. I don't know. I think I think I'd go to her stomach. You know, I, you, 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 while you're at work, you send some some edible arrangement, yeah, yeah, chocolate yeah, covered yeah, strawberries yeah. or something, and then send them anonymously and act like you didn't know what happened when you get home. Because she'd be like, "Oh my God, thank you for these flowers." I'd be like, "Oh, who sent you those?" Yeah. Oh, you know, you got to mess with her, get her out that mood. Right, right. <laughs> Uncle Cliff, what's your go-to? Man, my go-to. Um, to be honest with you, I don't say sorry that often. So if I know I really messed up, <laughs> I say sorry, and she know I meant it. Cause like she, she know I, I don't like it's rare. I don't care how bad I messed up. Most of the time, I'm not saying sorry. I felt like I won that battle. So if I just politely, just genuinely say I'm sorry, and you know I apologize, and I feel where you're coming from, I think she, uh, she appreciates that more than anything. We're joined here by Cliff Averill and Richard Sherman here on the Seahawks podcast. And uh, let's talk fatherhood. Fatherhood. And, and Cliff, I see you out with your son all the time. Of course, mm-hmm. you're great dad. Does, does your son know that his dad is famous? <laughs> Am I, though? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> um, no, you know what? It, it's, it's crazy because he's been, like, this is all he knows. You know what I'm saying? So really, it's going to be a culture shock. It's going to be something different when I'm retired, you know what I'm saying? But, um, no, I don't think – I mean, I don't think – he thinks it's all normal. Like, people come up to you, hey, can I get an autograph? 
it's got to the point now where he feels like he should be signing autographs too because some people have said, hey, you want to – and so he gets kind of, like, irritated if, if, they, if, if I say, no, you can't do it, or no, you can't be in this picture. Like, he feels some kind of way about it. But that's all he knows, man. I can't, I, can't, I can't fault him. But he doesn't necessarily think, oh, dad's some kind of superstar. He just thinks dad is dad, and dad's kind of cool, I guess. What's it going to be like when uh, your son gets a little bit older and realizes that his dad is, is famous? A-lister. His dad's a wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. yeah. No, oh, wow. oh. Wow. Come on, come on, Cliff. Don't do <laughs> me like that. Now, you know he's an A-lister whenever he goes out and he puts the hood on. Oh, well, yeah. That's no. how you know no. that Sherm. Sherm, you're an A-lister. Just admit it. Yeah, you're an A-lister. Just, just admit it. I'm probably like uh, a, a D. <laughs> no, no. Maybe they know me. No, they know me. no, no. But you, A-lister. <laughs> Cliff. Sherm, I've seen you get in the back seat of your own car. Yep. You have not. I got to put the kids. The kids is in the back. <laughs> I got to put the kids. You got to get the back in your own car? <laughs> no. Meaning you had a driver. <laughs> Meaning Cliff, you had. <laughs> what's your driver's name uh, again? I don't even have a driver. Cliff, what's your driver? Which house you going to? The summer house? or the? Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't think about it. You know, I try to protect them as much as you can, you know, from all the nonsense of the world today because people don't, people don't respect your privacy a lot for the most part, but. You know, I, at the end of the day, I'm going to tell her, like, like I was told to tell people, like, you ain't famous. You ain't done nothing. Yeah. You know, uh, my money ain't your money. Uh, <laughs> you know, just That's like my dad true. used to tell me, I say, yeah, you know, you work all these jobs. I'm sitting here wearing Payless shoes and hand-me-downs. He said, yeah, my money, this is my money. Yeah, I uh, work for it, you know, and, and that's how I'm going to treat my son. I'm going to make him work for everything, and, and I'm going to be pretty tough on him. Now, speaking of uh, you guys' kids and possibly father – following in their father's footsteps. I asked you yesterday about your son and what sport he likes. How is basketball? How is basketball his first choice right now? Um, I don't know how it's his first choice, but that's what he does. He loves grabbing a basketball. I mean, he, he comes to the football games and has a great time and knows football and plays it. But when he gets a basketball, he he just he just gets in a little zone. So so we just support him, man. He. He looks like he's going to be a lefty, too, which uh, which is going to be something else. Sure, for some reason, I, I don't really think that you had a, a, a basketball game at all back in the day. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Could you play? Um, I didn't. I didn't try. Oh, play. okay, um, okay. I was All-American in track, so I didn't, didn't track Ooh, with the basketball all American season. All-American in track. Oh, Oh, that's a that's a that's an A list type of yeah, conversation yeah, yeah, right yeah. there. Come on, come on. Now, y'all, y'all, y'all extra right now. Y'all are extra. <laughs> Cl- Cliff, how about your son? He he likes basketball as well. He loves basketball, man. Um, I think I think you know I'm I'm all in for it. You know, honestly, I don't really care too much for him to to play football, honestly. Um, but you know, he's gonna do whatever he wants to do. But uh, he he loves hooping, you know. I tell I tell in my back of my head, I'm like, hey, go get some of that guaranteed money now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hooping and, and hopefully he starts playing baseball. But uh, you know, it's just all about having letting him have fun and and not putting any pressure on him more so than anything, and letting him just be able to, you know, they're fortunate enough to be able to play whatever sport. They don't have to play a sport, but they're fortunate enough to to be able to play whatever sport and just go all in on it. You, you you mentioned about not putting so much pressure on them. And I'm a dad myself, and I, I we try to, as dads, try not to put pressure on their children. But, Cliff, what's going to happen when your son comes to you and says, hey, Dad, you know what? I really want to be good at basketball. I really want to be good at football. How do you find that balance? Um, I think, I think again, you – it starts with them just having to drive first and foremost, you know what I'm saying, to 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 want to play one one or the other, you know what I'm saying? But as far as for I mean, I think they're going to have the work ethic just due to I, I, well, you're going to have to instill it in them a little bit, right. you know, obviously cuz 
their upbringing compared to our upbringing is a little different. Um, we actually had to go get it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> For them, it's more so like they just gonna have to be passionate about the game and and make things happen. But for me, I just think, you know, they just got to go out there. You, just, you I, I'm not going to pick and choose for them, you know what I mean? Because to be honest with you, you can be whatever you want to be. You, you, you know, I'm just going to be able to provide a lot of different options for you, fortunately, to be able to provide those options. And go be a doctor. You ain't even necessarily got to be an athlete or nothing like that, you know? Well, a conversation that I've been kind of saving and, and a conversation that I've been thinking about uh, has had me up late at night is the fact that I've heard Richard Sherman talk about my dress and what it is my fashion. I've had Terrible. I've had Cliff Averill talk about my fashion, and, and and I get that. But I just want to take this time to say to you guys, you know, Sherm, outside of you in that bow tie and that suit, your dress oh, ain't always the best gosh. on an everyday basis, Sherm. I just want to bring that I, up. To you, you know, and I don't judge you on an everyday basis. You know, <laughs> if I judge you on an everyday basis, I would think. The weather, weather was a little bit more moist than it is. You know, maybe like a flood was going on. Oh. But, you know, we're not going there, are we? No. <laughs> he didn't think that was coming. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, uh, Cliff, is what I'm wearing today okay? I mean, no, I, I decided no, I tried no, to be kind of no. like Seahawkish with the colors today. How is that even Seahawkish? Because you wear I, bright I shoes. Kind of go match right mm. there. You didn't like that. Because you wear bright shoes doesn't necessarily mean you're matching first off, you yeah. right? Um, the, the army fatigue has nothing to do with Seahawks uh, either. Okay. Um, I don't know, G. I just think sometimes you just forget your you have a, you have a 17 year old son. I think you forget. <laughs> the, I don't know who's who's the who's the who's the child. I, like I think you'd be wearing his clothes. I don't know. I don't get it. it, it on your team, who, who's one of the best dressed players? Other than myself. Uh, oh. Cliff, you gave yourself that. I mean, but it all, it all depends on what you're trying to like. I, I don't, I don't wear suits to games and stuff like that. So some of the guys, you know, might be Sherm, Russ, the more corporate guys wear suits. You know? Oh, wow. oh, wow! Oh. Okay, wow. So Sherm was a list at one point, wow. and now he's corporate. Man, I just really love this podcast. The, 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 the more endorsed guys, the more oh, endorsed guys wow. wear suits. Uh, I'm going <laughs> now. Now I'm gonna have to he, put he my foot down him. now. He called it. No, no, corporate. but no, no, no. I'm joking. But anyways, but some of those guys they wear suits. I'm more of a casual, you know, jeans, t-shirt guy, um, but with a little swag uh, to it, you know. So, but have but, I seen you tuck in your polo to your jeans? You've never seen me. I I don't you, know, Cliff. I think I've seen, seen that a couple never times. Seen me tuck what, what, in what, 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 I, what I know you you can call him a lot of things. You know, you can call him Cliff oh, Averill, You know, Boilermaker. A lot goes. of things, but you cannot call him bro. Oh, I tell yeah. you what, his footwear. <laughs> he's wearing people's car notes on his oh, feet. Each foot is a car note. This is coming um, from the highest paid, highest position. I just, I, I go out there and I wear suits that have been donated to me by Ooh. various companies. They've been so, donated. So, 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 these elegant, you know, suits that you wear have been donated, huh? They that's what donated. they get. That's what they give the A-listers. See, see people like myself, I'd have to go buy these three thousand, four thousand dollars suits that you're wearing. Oh, oh, I really. You know what? Speaking of uh, of the corporate, I, I, I will agree with you. When I see Cliff Averill, Cliff Averill does look as if. He dresses the corporate A-lister. And you, on the other hand, is kind of the opposite. Explain how come you wear those slippers all the time. Can you talk about that? You know, I live my life for comfort. Okay. Um, you know, you got to be comfortable. You know, Cliff is, is obviously a CenturyLink um, endorser of the year. Ah. Oh! So, so, obviously, you know, he has, a, he has, he has more things to do. Go ahead. <laughs> but 
I, on the other hand, you know, have have nobody to impress. You know, I work hard. I got to make sure my feet are comfortable because they say you take care of your feet because this is your money makers. Um, but Cliff, you know, Cliff, Cliff been playing this game. He got drafted in the third round um, out of Purdue. And sack master, you know. I, you know, one thing that, that is true in this game, you will always need people that can rush the pass. <laughs> Cliff can play until Cliff don't want to play no more. You know, me, on the other hand, I, I have to fight for my life every week. Right? Oh, boy. Well, speaking of fighting for your life, I want to pull the curtains back on a conversation I've had many a time. And, and, and here's the deal. Um, it's been said sometimes that the secondary gets a lot of credit, a lot of props. Nobody ever talks about the D-line. Mm. Why is that, sir? Why, why doesn't anybody talk about the forgotten D-line? The only reason why they're being talked I'm, about now is because Mike Bennett talked too damn much. Yeah, I'm going yeah, to let yeah, you know yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if they weren't talking about the D-line, that was because they have not watched a game of us playing <laughs> because they say Cliff Averill and Mike Bennett more than anybody else. Speaking of Mike Bennett. Oh, speaking of, I'll tell speaking you what, of Mike Bennett. I'll, I'll, tell you, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you, when they when they said, did the Super Bowl Sports Illustrated cover, you know they, they did not put the secondary on it. They put the D-line, putting that pressure uh, on Peyton. Yeah, they, they did. They did. Do, but speaking of uh, the Super Bowl and the, and the Sports Illustrated the cover, do you still have that boy band picture that yeah, you yeah, and the I was just did. about to bring that I up. I mean, do you have that framed in your house, Sherm? L-O-B. The L-O-B. You remember, you know the boy band picture you guys did. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You sang a song. I, I, your I, hair was bl- blowing I in the wind. I don't know what you mean. You know, I don't see it as a boy. I felt like we were very dapper. Um, we looked incredibly tough. Yeah. <laughs> he got, yeah, he got, yeah, but we boy, never we never. so love himself. The boy got his own number on his ping pong paddle. Who? Oh. Wait a minute. Who has their own number on a ping pong number and paddle? name? Number name, but I'll even up you one can, more. Can you up him one more? I'll up you one more. I'll up you one more, though. He bought his own, though. <laughs> Wait a minute. Whoa, Richard Sherman, you have this? your name and number on a ping pong paddle? I'll up you one more, though. I'll up you one more. Somebody in here, out of the three of us, got their face on both sides of the ping pong table. Two different faces. I think he went to the studio. <laughs> he did a, a photo, photo shoot, shoot just for the ping pong just paddle. Just for the ping pong paddle. Wow. Definitely, definitely not wow. me, I'll tell you that. Wow. If it ain't me, I So with that, that's corporate, that would be considered A-list. A-lister, both of them A-list. Yeah, but, but the thing about it, though, is that... It probably was given to them both, too. I had to go buy my ping pong t- uh, thing. Why oh, are I, you late for this conversation, anyway? We, you was here a second ago, and then you left us. What happened? I have better stuff to do than be on a radio show with you. <laughs> <laughs> You ask for honesty. <laughs> you, shall, you shall receive it. Mike B, we talked about it all. We talked about uh, relationships. We talked about fashion. They, these bo- guys both admitted that your fashion is terrible. Uh, we Ooh. talked about that. Uh, both Sherman, Cliff. That was, that was a bit of a stretch, he's saying. But, you know, first off, we nobody didn't even said, describe nobody you. Said, but, nobody said But that. obviously he's in the, the realm of controversy. Yeah, I'm in yeah, my yeah, feelings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, look, look, this is my thing with, with fashion. Okay. There comes a time where... A man has to dress his age. And G hasn't figured and that out I feel out like yet. G's far from that. I think he's like. Like what age do you think he is based off his age? I fashion? mean, based off his age, I think he's between 18 and 22. Like he ain't got a 17-year-old child. Yeah, yeah. I feel he's like he's not you know, 17. Y'all just want to be a freshman right you share now. Clothes with him, yeah, y'all share clothes. Like do you think he gets fashion tips from his son? Yeah. Like is that why he Well, I'll tell you, I don't get fashion tips from y'all. You know what I mean? Why, we hey, should, you should. That's Mike Bennett. Should. No, 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 no. no. the bow tie, he be clean. That's the only time Sherman's clean is in the bow tie and the suit. Same thing with you. The only time you clean is in the suit. 
on a regular day basis, do you see what? You, look at look at how you just leave your work, shoes all over work. the place. What's your excuse? You don't leave your shoes around at work like this. What, what's your excuse? What's your excuse? We're at work. What's your excuse? We're joined here by Mike Bennett, Cliff <laughs> Avery, Richard Sherman. <laughs> we had to reset this because they're sitting there turning it around on me. Uh, how about we talk the Olympics? Did you guys watch the Olympics? Anything? Yeah, Any favorites yeah. that you have? Uh, who who'd you got? I didn't know they people didn't get paid as as big of a deal that thing is. I didn't know the people didn't get paid for all this work they're putting in. That's kind of crazy. Since we're on the Olympics, I want to talk about the basketball side of things, right? Uh, Carmelo Anthony. This is now his third gold medal that he has won. People are now asking. Some of the national media pundits are asking, is he one of the best basketball players ever? Because this is his third gold medal. Do you believe that should Carmelo should Carmelo Anthony? be rewarded as one of the best players ever, even though he's never won an NBA I mean, it just depends on how you look at it. You know, they, they treat they treat international play different than they treat, you know, NBA play. So you could say Paul Gasol is one of the greatest international players to ever play. You could say Mano Ginobili is one of the great – he took Argentina to a – But Paul Gasol is one of the best players to ever play in the NBA too. Y- Are yeah, you crazy? What you say? He well, Paul Gasol is not one of the best basketball what? players ever played the game. Come on now, but, but, might be. It, it, Paul but, but Gasol is not one of the best. Might be. He's one of the best it, power forwards ever played the game. No, he's but, not. But it's a long list before him. You know what I mean? It's a long. You don't even start talking about power forwards without talking about Tim Duncan. That's true. Tim you know? Duncan, Charles Barkley, yeah. Carl Malone. Come on now, Mike B. Paul Gasol. It's, but 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 Mano Ginobili take Argentina, a team who ain't never gonna win another one. To the gold medal in 2004, beating the U.S., people forget about stuff like that. So, if you're talking about international play, then then you might have some. When do I we ever talk international play? This is the players' lounge right now. When you're talking Olympics. Yeah, very, very true. Yeah, so, okay, think, so should the conversation be that Carmelo is one of the best players to ever play the, the game of basketball? Internationally. Oh, no. oh. It, it, internationally. Oh, so that's – we changed. I don't the game know. I think – but, I mean, honestly – Carmelo, I don't, I, st- I don't know why he still was playing in it, but I think, I think he's definitely, he should be considered great at, at the sport for sure. You know what I'm saying? To, to be able to do that for your country, to be able to go out and win three straight, you know what I'm saying? Being a part of the team, being a, a major part of winning, I think that's big. But to make him the great, one of the greatest players ever, he has to win in the NBA because that's where all the – like everybody that plays in the international – in, in, in the Olympics wants to be in the NBA. Who's top three players in the NBA right now? Top three? Top three. Dylan. 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 Paul Gasol averaged 16 and 11. Uh, top three. LeBron. Uh, the boy from Golden State. Is, is Steph Curry in Curry. there? Curry. Is KD in there? Kevin Durant in there? Well, we can't do that. Three? Let's go. Let's go. Let's just go. Top who are your three. top five? Who are your, who's your starting five we just, in your team? We just had this conversation. Who's your starting five for your NBA team? Start five. You got for, for all everything. All no, 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 right no, no, right no, right now. Right now. That's no, playing. That's playing right now. So you, you, you got, you got to go. Uh, Steph Curry. Paul Gasol is a six-time NBA All-Star. Are you really going to stay two on this? Two-time pop- NBA champion. Two-time NBA first. Team, we can go down the list about Charles, All-Star, Charles Barkley and NBA. But I'm saying if you're, t- if you're top two-time ten people, at your Mike position, who would you take on your team? That's pretty good. Who would you take on your team? Two-time. Carl Malone or Paul Gasol? Who's you take on your team? I'm taking Paul Gasol. Over Carl Malone. Over Carl Malone. I don't know about that one. He's the best, best, best passer, big man. That's ever. why. That's why you. Two it's a whole different game now, too, though. Right top, now, five, top five. NBA's top five. Top five right now. Steph Curry, LeBron James, Kevin Durant, 
I don't even know if KD makes my top so five. So does Dirk Nowitzki make your top five? No. Too old right now. Top five? No. I'm just talking about all time. Oh. Power forwards. No, not all time. Not over Tim Duncan. I'm, I'm saying I'm top saying, five. I'm top five power oh, forwards. Oh, oh, top five power, power forwards. Um, Paul Gasol averaged 18, and 18 points a game and 10, 11 point rebounds and 4.1 assists his career. So we can say Chris Bosh and Paul Gasol. Or the same. Chris Bosh is a, Chris Bosh is one. Of, uh, Chris Bosh ain't so you are you are you putting him over 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 Kevin Garnett? Mm. Oh, you know, are we definitely not talking about Kevin. You're not putting you're not putting Paul Gasol over Kevin Garnett, are you? you? I'm not saying Kevin Garnett is one of the best players of all time. So it's Paul Gasol. I'm saying. What yeah. about Dennis Rodman? One of the best players of all time. Everybody can't be the best player. Yeah, everybody, I, I, you, you, you dilute the, it. I said one of the best players of all time. But you diluting that the more time because you're saying it for everybody. No, I'm, I'm saying if you're, I'm saying if you're top ten. I'm saying if you're top ten at that position of all time, you're pretty good. The last conversation I, I, I want to have, uh, it, it, it kind of started. I had a conversation with with Sherm and, and Mo Kelly yesterday, and I got to thinking about it yesterday and talking about teaching children how to be good with their money. Right now, of course, you guys do well for yourselves. How will you guys teach your kids how to be good with money in the future? We gotta educate them, man. Um, but heck, to be honest with you, we're still learning. Like we didn't grow up with money, you know what I'm saying? So it's it's a learning process for us. That that's that's the difference between, uh, I guess, the the black community and the white community <laughs> right. for the most part. You know what I'm saying? To be politically correct, like for the most part, you know, I mean, obviously every white person ain't rich, but there's a difference in the learning curve of just understanding money. You know what I'm saying? So as we continue to learn, I think we have to definitely show our kids and teach our kids the well, same. Well, you talk about learning. What's some of the first things you bought when you got into the NFL? I was I was a dummy. Uh, I bought a car, you know, <laughs> typical typical thing to do, I guess. Uh, but I've learned uh, from that. I mean, I still buy cars, but uh, <laughs> but I've, I've learned. But I, I'm saying at the time, when I look back, that was a dumb buy. You know what I'm saying? Because – this thing ain't guaranteed. I'm fortunate enough to be going on my ninth season. You know why? Saying? Why do we go and buy the car first? Because why? Why do I, I did it? I, I, mean, I didn't play. play the society NFL. subconsciously tells us that's what we're supposed to do. Like as a as a community, black folks, that's what we're supposed to do. Show up in and uh, Mike B. When did you start learning how to be good with money? I, don't I, was, know I was I was cheap for a while. And then I started hanging around Cliff, and that just really <laughs> <laughs> well, earlier Sherm did talk about Cliff and how his his each shoe was each different paycheck. So is Cliff a bad example? Oh, He's not a bad example. Cliff is really a good example of how to uh, really study what you're doing. I think a lot of times as players, I think we don't study what we're doing. We just assume that somebody's going to take care of it for us, and that ends up becoming a problem for a lot of players because at the end of the day. It's your it's your future. Like you can't you can't worry can't trust everything somebody tell you, and you have to be able to go out there and search for the information and put the put your future in your own hands. A lot of times we just put our futures in too many people's hands, and I think once you start to realize that it is yours and you start taking hold of it and controlling it and taking the chances that you want to take, because a lot of times, is when you got money, people try to tell you what chances to take. Oh, do this, do that, and then you're like, okay, I'll do it. Instead of like doing your research and taking your own chances and building your own company and building what you want. As, as what you want. You but know what it, it reverts back to education, though, like just understanding and, and, and taking the time to learn. You know what I'm saying? Like I think, I think sometimes we, like he said, we allow too many people to tell us what to do, even from a financial standpoint, you know. So learning how to invest, learning, you know, whatever it is that you're interested in, learning the business and the ins and outs of it. So when somebody's talking to you, you actually know what the heck they're talking about, and you ain't just – 
you know, just nodding your head to, head to yes to everything they say. Sharon, what kind of lessons did you have coming up? Um, well, shoot, I came out broke as a joke. <laughs> I got my signing bonus. I, that, that took me out of the negative. Uh, wait, wait, wait! You, you, you're signing bonus with the Seahawks? Yeah. So, you, so you use that to take care of your back? You already had you had bad credit coming in. Which? No, which I'm talking bonus? about my checking account had <laughs> negative forty dollars in it when I got my signing bonus you, and cashed it. Are you serious? Hundred percent. I had no money. Man, we broke. And, then, we, broke and we was and we was off the lockout, so we had to go for three months with no money and nothing, no job. Um, but you know, throughout the process, you kind of you kind of learn, you know, through trial and error more than anything. Because luckily, we have enough money to do trial and error. Um, but you learn that you got to save. You know, we I didn't spend frivolously my rookie year, um, but I also you know work wasn't the you know most tedious on my books, and 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 you know I would eat out a lot and and do stuff like that. But but I think throughout. Throughout my career, I've learned what what Cliff said is that it's not guaranteed, and that you you gotta you gotta plan for the future. You gotta plan for longevity and the long haul, and that's what I've I've been able to do over the course of my career is just plan for the long haul. You know, I got enough money to to shut it down and go home now, you know, and, and live comfortably for the rest of my life. But now it allows you to play free and do all that. But but you're able to educate more your family. I think that's the fr- where the frustration comes in is when. You know all this education and all this these opportunities I've had to culture myself and to to be more comfortable with money. I haven't had a chance to educate my family, so when I deal with them, I still have to deal with like I'm dealing with my younger self. You yeah. know, and that's where difficulties are. Mm-hmm. So. I agree. So, so how it, it seems like Mike Bennett, you learn from trial and error. It seems like Cliff, you learn from trial and error, and Sherm, you learn from trial and error. Mm-hmm. How do we make it better for the next generation that's coming up? to not learn from trial and error? Well, it's also, I think it takes the time for the people to want to learn. I think a lot of times people don't really want to learn the money. Money is one of those things that nobody really wants to talk about. It's kind of like, like religion. Everybody wants to keep their political views to themselves, and nobody ever wants to reveal how much money they got and the things that they, the losses that they take. If you listen to all the greatest people, they have taken losses with money, but they never talk about it. All they do is talk about the success that they had. So a lot of people don't talk about the success. I think we need to have more conversations about the faults that we had, things that we did wrong. That way we can have, be educated on it. Like, okay, Cliff, so you did. Oh, you lost that before? Like, when I'm going through something, I'll be like, hey, Cliff, did you did you have to pay this much for your taxes on this thing? And then he'll tell me, oh, yeah. Then I'll be like, okay, then I'm in the right area then. But I feel like a lot of times guys don't do that, and I think that's where we fall short at. So how – but they put in place in the NFL, they put in place a lot of situations to teach these rookies. Exactly. What would be the fastest track for these rookies? What would be the fastest track for these rookies to learn right now? Man, I think I th- – one, I think they got to get out their own way. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know when I was a rookie, yes, I said I bought that car or whatever, but to be honest with you, I think I was real conservative with everything else in my life because I knew the lockout was coming and all these different things. So – for as much money I had made at the time, I think I was doing decent. You know what I'm saying? I could have survived the lockout. I could have, I could have done some things. So I think the first thing with rookies is them getting out of their own way and believing in themselves that they don't have to go get. You know, I was listening to some of these clowns. They're like, "Oh, you know, I want to get a I want to go get that Rolex. I want to go get this. I want to go get that." And it's like, wait, it, it, that stuff is still going to be there. You know what I'm saying? That stuff is going to be there. So I think. Waiting and saving your money, and on top of that is just educating yourself again, getting back to understanding that how to how to uh, you know educate yourself and how to invest and how just how to make your money grow, man. Because at the end of the day, you can't make nothing grow from nothing. You know what I'm saying? So if you got it, try to make it grow and then spend some of it. You know what I'm saying? 
Well, fellas, I don't want to keep you. I appreciate you guys uh, jumping on the Seahawks podcast today. Um, I'm glad you can join us, Mike Bennett. Uh, the two of you are the odd couple of the defense. <laughs> one is Oscar. One is Felix. So I appreciate you and for joining us. And and a slob. Damn. Damn. Yep. You, you yeah, yep. I'm supposed to get the last words no, on this. You Mike Bennett, you, no, you're not, not supposed not to get the last words. Even, even when I die, I got a whole, like, video before I can get the last laugh. I might be dead, but they won't be able to joke against me. Like, I got jokes on Cliff I recorded, <laughs> jokes on Sherm. And this is going to be like a 30-minute video that I want to play at the funeral. Like, so it's basically just be playing this video. And I'm going to be like, I'm going to start the video off like, hey, I'm sorry I left you guys. But Cliffy's still black. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Gee, you still can't dress. <laughs> what would you say about Sharon? I don't know. He's still trying to figure it out. So his part in the video hasn't been made yet. Why? You know, I just want to say before we go, why we always be doing that? Why we always be calling each other black? See, light-skinned cats like you always doing that. Because we celebrating our blackness. Yeah. I appreciate my blackness. Call, call us all dark and blackness. Because black I mean? is beautiful. The black of the berry, the sweeter the juice, and yeah, darker the flesh than the deeper the root. Oh, I'm out. I'm skinning the beard. Pretty hey, much. appreciate you guys. For joining us, you are dark, but you got something white on your arm. <laughs> we'll, we'll edit. We'll edit that one out. We'll edit that one out. <laughs> See you guys next time as we're live from the VMAC right here in the Players Lounge. We want to thank Michael Bennett, Richard Sherman, and Cliff Aver for joining us. Man, Until next last. time.